0: How are you, Robert? How are you, John? How are things? Not too bad. Yourself? Grand, thank God. Um, so here we are again, another week now. Yeah, another week, another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so just I'm going to reintroduce myself just in case anybody doesn't know me as yet. Um, my name is Robert McCormick. I was I was called Father Guido Maria in Palmar. I was 16 years in the community and 11, 11 years as a missionary.
1: Yeah, and my name is John Sheehan, and I was born into Palmyra in 1988, and I left approximately around 2015, 2016. All right. So this is the second one. Um,
0: the last week we got a couple of emails, so I, th- I think that we'll do that at the end of the
1: show. Now we'll um, we'll answer those questions. No. Yeah, we had a bit of interaction there from the last podcast and those questions. Yeah, we'll answer them at the end as best we can. No. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And just a just a shout out there as well. If anybody has any questions or any teams they want to be brought up on the podcast, you can hit me up on my Twitter. It's at jjs underscore eight five three. So if anybody wants to leave a comment or anything, they can do it that way. And the email
0: here is palmarianchurch at gmail dot Straightforward. Perfect. Plus, if you look up um, the Palmarian Church Iglesia Palmariana Facebook, you can get us on Messenger. Yeah, so you're getting to us, you know.
1: So, we get into today's subject uh,
0: apparitions. No, the apparitions in Palmaria, Detroit, yeah,
1: interesting one. The beginning of it all, to be honest. Well, when you think
0: about it, if there's no apparitions and there's no papacy, no papacy, there's no Palmarian church, yeah, and I mean, the big one was the sixth of August, nineteen seventy-eight, when he claimed Clemente Dominguez claimed that he was crowned mystically pope. And people say he 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 ought he to proclaimed himself, but he didn't. He, according to him, he was crowned pope by mm-hmm. Christ himself.
1: Yeah, in a vision. Yeah, in a vision that nobody else could see, <clears throat> only him. You know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the be- the main one. Yeah, because it, it started. He wasn't a bishop anymore. Um, he was then a uh, pope. That's that's a big change in Palmar, you know. Uh, but going back yeah. to the beginning of Palmar, anyway, Clemente and Manolo um, weren't the first years in Palmar. That's right, no. No, there was. The I say there was either fifteen or twenty visionaries there at the
0: very beginning, between the the, the four children, four girls,
1: mm.
0: and men and men and women. There was groups, big groups, and they came from different parts of Spain, you know. Yeah, I think they were all
1: all Spanish, but definitely. Clemente wasn't the first. Yeah. So they came about a year after the First Division and they arrived on the scene then in Palmar.
0: He arrives. You can read this up. You can get this anywhere really on the on the internet. He arrives in 1969. Yeah. Mm. First apparitions in 1968. So a year later, up, uh, up, turns, turns up uh, Clemente with Manolo. Yeah. But one thing people don't realise that um, Clemente was already doing his rounds to different places of apparitions in Spain. Okay, and also now trying to find out basically how it was done. I don't think it was out of devotion. Yes, yeah. was, he was trying to find out how they were doing
1: it. Learn his craft.
0: Um, he learned his craft there and how things were being done. And mm. um, I mean, one of the famous ones is that that's when he went, when he was in a different place of operations, he he met the countess or the marquess marquesa, mm-hmm. who donated the money for the original the original buildings in Palmer, you No, know?
1: mm. um
0: he was in a different place of operations. It wasn't in Palmar. Yeah, it's funny about, initially.
1: Yeah, it's funny about that that uh, Pacific vision. Um, he knelt beside this Duchess or whatever she's called, um, some sort of, of royalty, some royal title that she had. And he knelt yeah. beside her and then he ha- had a vision about the uh, money they needed to build a great basilica in El Palmar, Detroit, right? It was something like her lady said to him. I haven't got the, the exact facts
0: here, but it was something like this. Her lady said... You need to build a chapel or you know a cathedral in Palmar de Mallorca, mm. and um, when he comes out of the vision, he's, he's, he's just coincidentally he's kneeling beside this this marquessa or this duchess, yeah, and she says, "But well, I don't have any money to do it," and she says, "I'll give it to you." Mm. Um, and I think it's a, it's a you know it's a huge amount of money back then sixteen million pesetas.
1: Yeah, it was like it's a incredible yeah, amount of money at the time. Yeah.
0: The time, at the time, about two million pounds, two million euro.
1: Yeah, straight out the off the bat. After that, without any, no, no taxes or anything. Just straight into your hand. <laughs> yeah, which is which is very very interesting because at that time the village of El Palmar, de Troy itself probably didn't even have running water or electricity. Nothing. My first time
0: going there in nineteen seventy eight. There was no, and in, the, in in, the, in one in, in one of the at least in one of the um, pilgrim houses there was no um, running water, and there was there was, there was, a toilet that
1: was outside. Yeah, cowboy town. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's as Clemente um, started having visions. The the books that were written about the visions uh, came out when I was about seventeen years of age. And before that, yeah. I, I was never able to read a vision before that. I only c- was all hearsay, you know. Um, they never published the, the visions. They did in the Blue Book when you were younger. Yeah. There was a Blue Book or something that was written. Oh, um, from
0: the North? someone from the North. Um, can't remember her name now. Ginghams, the Ginghams from the yeah. North. They published a Blue... They called it the Blue Book.
1: Yeah, you that know, the was... Blue Cover. Blue that, Cover. That was the official... Uh, the first very uh, somebody who brought divisions into print, um, yeah, that was then destroyed because obviously yeah, there was
0: they were born because they said it was um, mistranslated.
1: Yeah, so inconsistencies within the within the operations basically. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I knew I knew one of the guys who used to see the way the way it worked was Clemente would go into ecstasy,
1: uh.
0: and Manolo would have a tape recorder, you know, casually by his side would record them. You know, this is, when, this is when I was in the community. Yeah. And then they, they gave them to people to uh, translate them into different
1: languages. Mm. Was there ever a time when Clemente didn't speak and he just made noises? Yeah. Loads. So how was that written down? How how, how, how would they transcribe that? Would you have to have done it from memory? Or? you would taste it from memory, yeah, afterwards. Okay. So straight from memory, somebody, he was telling somebody what happened in the vision. That person was writing it down. Yeah, but not straight very- not straight on, not, not, not in that moment. Later on, yeah. So you know, a couple, of, you know. Yeah, that's that's interesting enough now in itself.
0: Well, if you, there's one public one online. You can check it out there. I think it's two thousand and one, yeah. January two thousand and one in Palmar. and um, Clemente's in some sort of procession, finishing some sort of procession in the cathedral. Fall goes into ecstasy, and it's complete mm. soil. Um But after that, there's I mean, I think it's a six-page long. X um, uh, document. Yes, exactly what our lord and lady said. And there was not a it word was, spoken. Yeah. Not a word. Mm. I mean, that's, the that's when you see him. He's nearly falling over, and he, he lets his um his his pope's staff, his pope's what's that stick to call it?
1: Pope's yeah, the staff. staff. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he lets that fall. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah i yeah. I remember what I I was in Palmar at that time. I was very young at the time, maybe eleven or twelve. Um, but I remember that the, the the feeling in the church at that time because the group had just left in 2000 and people were yeah. there was a lot of murmuring going on and people were uh, discontented. They weren't happy anymore, you know. And yeah. uh, Clemente before that hadn't had a vision in in years. Yeah. And no all of public, a sudden, he no, had, public no public visions in years. He had like, visions every day of the week in the community. Okay. Well, the, what the faithful were, knew about, he didn't have visions, uh, public visions, for years, no. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he had this public vision where it completely um, proved him right, basically, for throwing out exactly. the group in two thousand.
0: Well, I mean, they made the story in the, this apparition. This, this, it's, it's important for me because this apparition was the one that made me leave because I knew it was a total lie. Hmm. Because in that apparition, they they say that there was, uh, what's the, what did they call it? A, a secret church within a church trying to kill him, I'm trying to say. Yeah. And there was nobody of that group who wanted to kill him. Yeah. I mean, basically, we thought he was going mad or he was mentally sick or he had mental health issues. Yeah. He definitely had moral issues. Mm. Um, but we thought he must be gone mad because we still believed he was the Pope. Yeah, till the course. very last minute, you know, there was no doubt in our mind he was the Pope. It yeah. may, that he may be heretical. Someone I didn't even think that way. Mm. Um Because to me, he was the Pope. But there was something wrong. Something gone amiss here. Yeah. Uh, and then when he comes to this apparition and says, "You know, our Lord says, 'Some well done for throwing that lot out.' You know, that group mm. within a group that were trying to assassinate you and take over.
1: Even that though was- it had- even Sorry? though they had, even though they had valid points, like they, they were just highlighting the debauchery and uh, the making of rules, the hypocrisy, and um, uh, Clemente was getting more extreme with his rule making at that time. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's part of it. I mean, I mean, I, I personally was thrown out
0: because I was, I had radio stations, I was running, I had radio programs going in in South America yeah. for Palmar. Mm. Oh, Palmar, doing the apostle the way I was supposed to do. And our lady appears and the Lord appears and says, well done for throwing that lot out. Mm -hmm. And he started making distinctions that the leader of this group was such and such a person. And that, again, incorrect, because there was no leadership per se. Yeah. These were people who who got on well together, knew there was something going wrong, but I wouldn't say it was an organized group. It did get organized afterwards, of course.
1: Yeah, that was the shock shock effect for you because of something that you really believed, and then you, then there was a like a a lie in a in a vision, and that that must have sent you into a, a tailspin. Well, that kind of on top of then I had been
0: watching other things happening, and you know I was basically saying to myself, well, you just have to believe it's fate, you know, it's pure fate. But I already already I had doubts about his visions. Um, yeah. Because these visions in, in in the community what was happening was uh he was having these visions like in his room or he'd be walking down a corridor and he'd bump into Saint Saint Elias, Saint Elias. Um mm. who, who would give him, you know, new messages for the new Bible. Um would yeah. just bump into him. Like where did or the eternal father sitting in a chair in his room? Mm. Why would the eternal father sit in a chair? Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous
1: stuff. Yeah, and And I I don't know, but it was always funny, I always came uh, to me when I was reading the visions when I was younger and the messages in the book, every time there was a a certain debate on a subject or there was a bit of a, you know, internally people were thinking like that's that rule or whatever, that uh, correction to the Bible, for example, um, isn't right. He would miraculously have a vision of, of Elias coming down, proving him right, right? Yeah. That's the, that's the way he always um, reasoned
0: it in the councils, the Palmarian mm. Council and the Palmarian Synod that I was there for. Yeah. Um, it was always, where did this information come from? Oh, the Holy Father. And where did the Holy Father get it? In a vision. Who did he get off? Oh, he bumped into Our Lady in the corridor.
1: So now you couldn't even, normal people, or not normal people, are people that were debating it or having doubts or whatever, couldn't even doubt it anymore because now it's the word of, the pure word of God. That's what exactly. he was exc- uh, so, claiming.
0: You couldn't use your intellect. Yeah. You couldn't be intelligent. You couldn't read, right? This way, he start you know, burning all the books and all that. Um, yeah. To stop people studying or, t- or thinking, you
1: mm-hmm. know?
0: And everything was based. And that's why everybody basing in Palmarino was brainwashed with Palmarino. Mm-hmm. Because that's all they've read. And that's all come from Clemente. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. use these apparitions for a lot of things, not just for... um. Doctrine and cover up his sins. He used it for like food. If somebody said, "I can't eat certain foods," you know, and these were old men, old can't yeah. pre- eat certain foods, obsessed my stomach. Our Lord would appear and say, "Everybody has to eat that food. Mm. No exemptions." Yeah, it's very convenient, no? Very convenient. Like somebody didn't like olive oil. Next thing, our Lord would appear. Everybody has to eat, use olive oil.
1: Mm. <laughs> you know, well, um, there's two things that really stood out to me in the visions when I started reading them as a as a uh, as a youth, so in my teenage years, and there was a lot of infighting at the beginning in Palmar between the visionaries. So Clemente yeah. comes along, more or less has more visions than anybody else, and and the whole court of heaven appears to him basically. So nearly every saint that yeah. there is, um, and he starts infighting then with other visionaries. Yeah, who didn't agree with him? And that for me is is, is perplexing because how if you are a Catholic and deep down in your heart or any religion for that matter, and you believe something so solidly and you have confirmation of that in that moment, when you see Jesus Christ, like everything comes together. Jesus really did exist. Like there's always this doubt, you know, there's this, that's why it's yeah. called faith, but you're, you're confirmed to 100% that everything of the Catholic religion is true in that moment. Yeah. I mean, How is there the room for infighting. Like it doesn't make sense to me, you know? Well, you know, going back to
0: um, the times of those apparitions, like in Ireland, nobody knew about this. Nobody, nobody knew about the, the, in, the, the in-house fight.
1: Mm. We
0: didn't know. We just got the, the pamphlets printed off to us. Yeah. Hardly, I mean, back in those days, hardly anybody travelled.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, if you travel, it was once a year. It was only when you got into Palmer and, you know, the, the, the Europe got bigger and better and r- richer. That yeah. they could travel twice a year,
1: three times a year, You know, there was no weekly flights to Seville, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that generation, not many people spoke Spanish, right? Nobody. So everybody was was relying on secondhand information, basically. Yeah, like, what did he say?
0: And you'd be waiting for a priest to come out who, you know, we don't even know. Did he, I mean, in the community, not many people spoke proper Spanish. Yeah. And that's because most of the time we lived in silence. And the only way you learn a language is interacting with others. Of course, yeah, yeah speaking, yeah. Speaking. It. So, I mean, the language, in, in, except for those who really studied, the rest don't really speak proper Spanish.
1: And do they really understand? I don't know. It's questionable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there was a, It was also an interesting point within the, within the visions at the beginning there. Um, Clemente uh, went around um, saying other people were fake visionaries. And he was literally saying um, he, they were flicking the Eucharist on their tongue. So they were getting visions where there, were, there was Eucharist appearing on their tongues. And yeah. he was saying there was some people here that are, are devilish and they're, they're tricking people. And they're playing a yeah. trick with their tongue. They're hiding yeah. the, the communion underneath the tongue and they are able to flick it up in a way that it looks like it has appeared yeah and this is written in one of the visions uh, one of the divisions that he had no and our lord right. came down and said you're very good for highlighting that there's fake visionaries here um but it leads to the point that clemente did that on his own whim that he knew all these uh, tricks of how to make uh communion appear on your tongue etc cetera, etc cetera, no um it, it puts into doubt his own visions like he had the same he did it the same way. So I, I don't think anybody questioned him at the time. No.
0: Look, he was no fool. Okay. This man wasn't a fool. This, everybody would say that anybody knew Clemente would know he was charismatic. He was intelligent, had a great memory, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about a great memory. You can mem- remember details that most people don't. And, mm. um, you know, he was a, a smart aleck. He was, when He wanted to work, he worked, you know. When he wanted to do something, he got stuck in. When he didn't want to do anything, he didn't do anything. That was it, yeah. Charismatic, and people followed him, yeah. So he could, um, he could imitate anybody, mm. you know. And then he, as I said, he used those, those, those apparitions. He covered up, like, there's the famous one of him covering up, uh, Isidore. And like, we whether people notice or not, Isidore or Manolo. I mean he was in he was out and out. He lived a homosexual life within the community. He had his lovers. I mean I could I could name them who they were. Um, yeah, but it's not- and he no, and he liked young men, so and we we are aware that he has been accused of he's not alive now, God help him, but he has been accused of abusing two young men who ended up with mental health issues, you know?
1: Yes, yeah,
0: I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, that's true or false, I don't know, but I know he was involved with younger men. But Mm. I remember the famous apparition in, I think it was 1976. Clemente was still a bishop. And um, this was about a fellow called Father Gabriel. Now, what had happened was Isidore had called Father Gabriel to his room and started to come on to him. Mm. Okay. Now, the details I got are, you know, they're they're very sleazy. He had Mm. one of these. You know these um dust, d- dusters? These do you know these fl- um, feather dusters?
1: Yeah,
0: he had one of them. and He started touching your man's private area with this, <laughs> um, and your man got all hot and bothered and got annoyed. And he said, "I'm getting over here," and he, he went and reported it to Clemente.
1: Yeah.
0: Next thing, Clemente had a vision, saying, "How dare Father Gabriel talk about?" Intimacies of the of the superiors. You can't Yes, talk, I remember
1: reading that vision. Yep. Yeah.
0: You cannot talk about the superiors to anybody. Mm. Now, he didn't deny it. He says, "How dare him do it?" Yep. And from then on in the community, we could never talk to anybody up and down in the community.
1: Yeah, you were silenced.
0: Oh, silenced. Yeah, that was a rule we had. We had. We had, in my time there was 140 rules. You had to read, read them once a week. Mm. Now, if you broke any of those rules, you were sus- called suspended. You couldn't say mass or anything
1: like that. Yeah, just bringing it into that into that point there. Like everybody sins, and that's the excuse that Pomer uses. Why you highlighting other people's sins when you're a sinner yourself? No, this yeah. the, the same old rehashed excuse and excuse. We weren't making rules for children, for people destroying their lives, splitting up families, um, taking inheritance, etc., um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Yeah, uh, that's that, that's the big difference. No, that's the, the they they were in power. They controlled people's lives to 100 percent and they were making rules. But the, they the way they made, them, hypocrites.
0: they made them show visions. Mm. They, they said our Lord appeared. I mean, our Lord appeared to Clemente and said, how dare Father Gabriel talk about the superiors like that? So yeah, it's,
1: it's all so convenient. It's always so convenient know that, that there's a vision straight away when there's something um, ropey going on, you know. How immoral is our Lord to appear
0: after your man attempting to come on to him sexually, you know, for, for priest to priest to have v- uh, vows of chastity, um, come on to him like that in his room. And then doesn't he, our Lord doesn't even deny it. He just says you can't be talking about him.
1: Yeah, but that's why uh, me being a Catholic and still being a Catholic, no. I don't believe that the visions were true. So I don't believe that there was a godhead talking to Clemente. I think he was making this stuff up himself to be honest, no. Um, well, no there's we've
0: many been, we've spoken about two visions already, two important visions. One January 2001 in public where he says there was a group of people out to kill him. it's The lie. I've, I've, yeah. I've we've been on seventy six with Father Gabriel when um, Isidore was trying to come on to him and have a sexual
1: relationship. boom yeah. that's made up. Um, and there, there's other there's other there's other visions there that are are slightly odd. Um, you were saying a mo- uh, one time to me off air about um, Clemente became a tabernacle of 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 Jesus at one, well, one stage. You, about, Can you explain that one.
0: This is 90, as far as I know. It's nineteen seventy 1970, nineteen seventy two. So this is the early early days of Paner. So our Lord appears to meet and he says, Nothing's the eternal father. He says, Because you're such, so, you know, because you you are who you are, you're going to have you're going to have the, the grace of being a living tabernacle of the Black, of the blessed Eucharist for 24 hours. And you're going to go to such and such a house. And when you go into the house, going to light candles. And whoever wants to visit me, me in the in the Eucharist, can come to you, and see you, and kiss your chest. Kneel down and kiss. Okay. So he was going to be. I mean, this is unheard of in the Catholic.
1: Yeah, a human being ve- basically venerated as a god,
0: no? as a church. You basically go in and genuflect to him, kiss his chest, and this is. I mean, who is this chap? Who was,
1: <laughs> was he? Was he clouded? Was he? Oh yeah. But thank God for that though. No? Well, I didn't hear
0: he didn't didn't do it, but I mean um, he and this isn't talked about. I mean people I mean that should be that should be something very popular amongst the Palmarians to talk about nobody talks about that. I wonder why? Yeah because it's hidden. things like these are hidden. I mean and there's haunt um, visions like that you know that you can go into and say, what the hell was going on here? you know uh, yeah. And people didn't read them as I said, when, when I was young and I was involved in the prayer groups in, in, in Dublin and in that, I mean, we'd be waiting for months for information from Palmer, because it just didn't, just, you know, we didn't get every week. There's no internet, no emails, no WhatsApp. So you had to wait. And mm. All excited. I mean, but the, what we were looking for, you know, when you're reading something, you're looking for what you want to hear. And we wanted to hear the Freemasons have taken over Rome and we're the
1: true Catholics. And this is what... The- yeah, and the, Va- the, the changes in the Vatican II Council, the first uh, council that was called in the 100 years at that time. Yeah. So it was a big news at the time. It was big news. Um, people were starting to
0: maybe understand something about Freemasonry. And, you know, all of, all yeah. of a sudden it was in the church. I mean, Freemasonry has been going wrong a long, long time. Um, and yeah. to say that all of a sudden it appeared in the Roman church, um, you know, that's a bit.
1: Yeah, Media just start getting more more uh, efficient, and people start and hearing more stuff no than evidence. they did before. You know, right? you're
0: talking about people who had no study, no studies at all. Didn't speak. Spanish. Yeah. Um. Pious people, you know, but pious people isn't very intelligent. And yeah. um, unable mm. to research because I mean, basically, all you had was Eason's and O'Connell Street or something like that to get a book on anything. You know. Yeah. And basically that was it, that was all you had. There was no criticism
1: of anything. It was just what's in that book of the truth. You know, so it became and a, a relying on hearsay, basically. Everybody was relying at that time on hearsay. Hearsay. Total hearsay. Yeah. And that's what I when I remember being in the church and I was reading the visions at the time and I went around the church at that time in Palmer asking all the older people, Did you ever see anything? Have you ever seen something? Um and it was always, no, but I heard. No, but I but this guy told me. Or no, but this guy was here and I heard from him. I never found somebody that physically had something themselves. But you know what? In that movie star documentary that you you took part
0: in, um, I, I was looking at a couple of the videos on it and I noticed a guy there that I knew way, way back in Dublin. Now, I'm not going to mention the chap's name, <clears throat> but he wasn't the Mae West. He wouldn't have been very mm. balanced. And the yeah. part of this documentary, a visionary throws themselves back on the ground, okay, and he kneels down and he kisses mm-hmm. this person's hand, okay, and then he comes back to Ireland yeah. and he tells us, "I got a message from our Lady or our Lord, you know." That's yeah. what people yeah. start making. They, they were making up stories,
1: you know. Yeah, they were so they, they were so wrapped up in the fanaticism of the, of the time and that they were starting to believe. Well, you know, that everything was, is a coincidence. If a, if a candle my blew first out, time
0: getting there, my for first example... My first time
1: getting there in 78, it was so exciting. I
0: mean, I was an Irish kid mm. with their family getting over there for the first time. We'd never been out of the country on our holidays. I don't think anybody else had been either. And um, This was all excitement, you know. Um, and we'd be looking up at the sky at night, and we, would be, you know, planes going across or whatever, and if would be, oh, what's that? What's that? Is there something coming down now? <laughs> It'd be just crazy, uh, Conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like a different
0: world. You yeah. know, because this was the magic world of Palmar de Traya. Right?
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. Different language, different landscape, different culture. And no, all I, of a no, sudden, visions. I, mean, I remember of, our, 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 uh, assisting in one of our first pontifical masses, assisting as
0: a family. Yeah. Now, this was the old rite. They were still using the old rite then. And these masses take about six mm. hours. Okay. On the, on yeah. And we got around the, you yeah. know, in and out and all the sort of. You know, it's, it's pretty drawn out. Well, say it wasn't six hours; it was four hours. But anyway, we yeah. had enough time to actually come out of the church, have a smoke, and go back in if you wanted to. Yeah. But I found out later that that's what Clemente used to do. He'd go around the back, of the main mm. altar, go out the back, have a smoke, mm. come back in, and start off again. Yeah. So he was making. Yeah, it's odd. It's, it's odd. very odd. And on top of the apparitions, yeah, apparitions like, I mean, the, the main thing here is if the apparitions are false, if the operations are. He's here. He's a false. If he's a false visionary, in any way, it, you know, it was not reasonable to believe in him. Then how can you believe in
1: hope? Mm. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the thing. But that's that's what we're 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 discussing at the moment. And there was one there was one specific message there as well. Um, where it's a, a very famous one that uh, Clemente lost 15 litres of yeah. blood and they're very they're very um, proud of this uh, message it's even in one of the the 7th apostolic letter of Pope Peter oh. the 3rd that uh, he lost 15 litres of blood um it's not humanly possible to lose 15 litres of blood that's why it was a miracle yeah. okay um, who measured 15 litres no, Nobody. do you know who other than Clemente, right? And we're supposed to believe these guys and Manolo. Yeah. Nobody else said that other than them, too. No, they got, didn't, go, they didn't go to
0: a doctor about it, so there's nobody, no proof. It's just them. Mm. And look, the way I look at Palmar now, you have to. to, to it depends who's listening Listen to us today. I mean, it could be ex Palmarians listening to us. There could be people on the way out, it could be future you know, Palmarians who leave in the future. Or, or people, people who believe it. At, you know, or the, even the hierarchy could be listening to us. Um, yeah, you need matter, to be yeah. critical of this, and you need to be able to stand back and say, "What if they were scam mm. artists from day number one?" And look at it from that point mm. of view. When you look at it from that point of view, then you say, "Oh, you start seeing the inconsistencies." There's too many. There's too many. This isn't reasonable anymore. This is not nothing to do with fate. And people, you know, people yeah. say, well, "What about lures and?" Fatima, well, the church approves these places as places of devotion. It's not saying that the contents of the messages are correct. And some of them are not.
1: Absolutely. And it doesn't say either in any Catholic doctrine of old times that you have to believe in visions. Not for your your eternal salvation. You don't need that. At all. No. And that's so... Going back to the Vatican II Council, and that's the reason why Palmar at that time and the visions got traction. Yeah, uh, Clemente was very against um, true visions, so the visions and Clemente himself were very against the Vatican II Council, the changes yeah. that were were coming about in the world. No, if
0: well, you think about,
1: and one of them being,
0: if I mean the ordinations in Palmar, I don't believe there's ever any priesthood in Palmar at all. Um, the yeah. ordinations in Palmar come because of visions. Our Lady appears and says, "I want ordinations here." Okay, they go off and they get your man Archbishop Tuck. Now, Archbishop Tuck is a very interesting. Mm. I know this isn't a a topic we're going to talk about today, but you must keep in mind Archbishop Mm. Tuck was a bit of a an oddball. I mean, he participated in Vatican II, and he voted in favour of women priesthood. So he Mm -hmm. wasn't all that traditional, as they say. So he arrives in Palmar. Yeah. So he arrives in Palmar and just you know, in, in one of the visions, Clementi has the, the baby Jesus in his, his arms. He supposedly hands the baby Jesus to Archbishop Tuck, and Tuck said he could feel the weight of a child. Now that's totally absurd. Because if we, t- if if these visions were false, and I believe they were, well then Tuck was fooled. Or if Tuck wasn't mentally, you know, he wasn't, you know, there wasn't wasn't a full
1: chilling. Or he felt what he wanted to feel at the time. There was a lot of commotion in the Vatican at that time. Uh, But what's really interesting about uh, Tuck, uh, he was an archbishop, right? So he was a part of the council of the Vatican Council. If if he felt all what he said he felt, he ordained uh, people, priests and bishops, right? So they were authentic bishops. Uh, at that time, when he when he because he was able to confer powers no so he was an archbishop at that time no or a cardinal, right? was an archbishop, but then it, that's all open um, to,
0: to discussion. But I mean, we're not won't get into that
1: today. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But I'm just getting to the point where why did he stay? if he felt all that and it was it was the right of course of action why did he return to, uh, to to the roman church and beg for forgiveness exactly
0: and why did he beg for forgiveness and why did he then he went off and he did it again somewhere else it wasn't the first place and the only place he did it you know took was was around yeah. the world i think he did it in mexico i think that's where he died in mexico
1: yeah
0: um, and of course Palmar said yeah. in a vision that he was he was a prisoner in mexico you know what i mean once one right. of these apparitions are false, and I know for a fact that January 2001 was false, why should I believe any of the other ones without, without taking yeah, exactly. due diligence and looking at them? And that's what I did. I looked at all these things. I added all that up with the immorality of Palmer, the behavior of the superiors, the behavior. And I said, no, this is wrong. And yeah, just one more. Sorry, John, before you go on. I mean the most important one for me and this was this was the you know the nail in the coffin for me was that on the 6th of August 1978 Clementi said he was crowned pope so I went and I spoke with his secretary who was Father Thomas who left and Father Thomas told me that he said the night before that Clementi was in bed with a young Colombian having sex now I've nothing against homosexuals but this man claimed that he was a bishop and he was, you know, the saviour of the world. Um, and he was preaching harsh against homosexuality. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. But he was in bed with a young Colombian. Fire and brimstone. And it was because they're trying to form a convent or something like that. Um, and yeah. that's why in the message of, the, of of when he's crowned Pope mystically, in that message, our Lord says, and although you sinned grievously last night, that's
1: where... Mm yeah but nobody knew that so when we when we read a message like that when I was younger right people would say masturbation yeah. or they would have thought about impure yeah. thoughts nobody in their right mind would have thought about homosexual yeah. acts because people have to remember children when you went to confession in Palmar you were you were you were sometimes screamed yeah. at, belittled uh, for, for having a having a thought about a girl or masturbation in your pub uh, when you were going yeah. through puberty and uh, to the punishments of our yeah. hearts, and it could it could be you can't go to the Mass, or I'm not lifting your confession. Um, eventually, later on, with Khenéz and all them, it went under excommunication. So they broke the seal of confession away oh, yeah. from everything and literally put everything under excommunication. Well, I said last
0: week, look, there's nothing traditional about Palmar. The only thing traditional, and even that's not correct, is their cassock. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. They're not traditional. They haven't got the traditional Mass. They haven't got the traditional Bible. They haven't got the traditional morals. They haven't got traditional doctrine. They're mm. not traditional. They're, their Holy Week isn't traditional. It's just an, imi- it's an imitation yeah. of Seville City. And for a moment, most, mm. most Americans don't know what Seville is in, in Easter week, Seville, the city. I mean, there's 300 floats. Yeah. There's about 300. I'd say, i calculate, well, let's say 200, but there's a huge amount of floats, okay? And that's what Clementine yeah. tried to create. And yep. we poor Irish and Europeans and Americans and all out. This is great. The, the band, the music. I was just looking yesterday at your man, yeah. what's his name? The Prince of, the Duke of Windsor. Your man who died, the Queen. Philip, they are playing, yeah. there was a band playing there. It was a band Philip, playing yeah. at, his, at, his funerals, when, at his funeral. At his <laughs> funeral. It sounded very like um, mm.
1: Palmar, no? Um, Dead yeah. marches, you know? Um, but we had mm. no- but that's what, that's what Clemente was trying to, was trying to foment like this power, this, this, this image of power. He wanted to be known as the monarch. He literally, his, his, his role model was Francisco Franco. Uh, he wanted to become Francisco Franco, him and Manola. They wanted to push the fascist ideology that was dying yeah. out at that time, you know, and. That's, th- that's what's most important, but bringing it back to the to the traditional mass. When I left uh, Palmar, um, I presumed that in Palmar we were having the traditional mass, because that's what they always said, this Go is a traditional mass, always mass. has been. Exactly, so I went into a, into a traditional church and had a look, and I was in there for about an hour and a half to my shock, um, because in Palmar our, the masses are about eight minutes long, and they do about, I don't yeah, know, 11, 12. Five minutes long, whatever 11. it is. It used to be 11 when 11. After, uh, 11
0: Masses in a turn, and each Mass was five minutes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like The divisions and, and, and Clemente, before he was crowned Pope, were always defending the traditional right, the traditional yeah. Mass. And that is the reason why these visions have been taking place, because the Vatican have changed their Mass to a different Mass, yeah. right? And they were saying, no, no, that can't be. You can't change tradition. You can't change tradition. But lo and behold, when Clemente becomes uh, Pope, he changes yeah. the Mass. Now, look, you can get into it in detail, but and at the end map. of the
0: day, as you say, that is not the Tridentine mass. That is the Palmarian yeah, exactly. mass. None of the sacraments, yeah. none of the sacraments in the Palmarian Church, are traditional sacraments. They're all different. Yeah, they changed them mm. completely. They did exactly what Rome did. No, they didn't. Mm. Rome, Rome didn't do us bad. Rome changed the language. You know, we mm. yeah. held a lot of. A lot yeah, those do the proper wording in that, but Palmar didn't.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you were saying one time there about uh, he changed. There was always this about the vernacular, like about the, the language of the church is Latin, um, and this was always in the in the, in the tradition of the church that the, everything had to the be in Latin. that's one of the big yeah. reasons why King yeah, Henry L- VIII, King Henry VIII was was against uh, was against it because the peasant people yeah, couldn't Cal- read Cal- Cal- the Bible at the time. Calvin Cal- everything was in Latin. And, and basically
0: Henry VIII. Um that. Yeah, exactly. but um, in Palmer we had the mass yeah he changed the mass to Spanish for two days, only two days, and the reason for that was one of the older priests was going on about um uh Latin being the language of the church, and Clement said, Well, yeah. now Spanish is the language of the church, and to prove it to us, mm. we're gonna say the mass in Spanish. Take that. <laughs> And uh,
1: mm. we had two. That, uh, but at the, the mass just, in Spanish. Yeah, it's just yeah. inconsistency all over the place. You know, like you're saying, you're saying visions from God are saying Latin, Latin vernacular. Yeah, go, go. ahead. Yeah, so they were saying about before about the Latin being the be, be, being the traditional language of the church, and and just because he had a gripe with some old priest who was probably challenging his authority in his own head because he was a an alpha male to intoxication, Clemente, um, he decided to have another vision and say that uh, we're going to bring Spanish into the show. It just flies in the face of every single vision he's had yeah. up to that point.
0: But think, think just think, just think about it. You know, to make people eat certain foods in the community, he used visions. To prove himself right yeah. with that, you know, so-called group of 2000s, you know, he had visions. To change the mass to Spanish, he had yeah. visions. Um, I mean, when the... Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you, you wouldn't remember this, when he came to Ireland, I think it was in 1979, he came to Ireland, and then he, he got annoyed with the Irish faithful. And the reason why he got annoyed with them that, was that, again, there was very little communication going on. We didn't know what time he was going to arrive at. Didn't know where he was going to arrive. And we were all already going to go to Knock on pilgrimage because we could still go to the... back then. Mm. Um, so he yeah. arrives anyway, and of course we all had to go back to the Palmarian churches in Street I mean, he, my, my father, was thrilled because Clementia his sandwiches. dad <laughs> gave him the sandwiches, um, but he started roaring and shouting about the Irish. First of all, uh, they had kissed the Irish bishop's rings first, and not his. And um, they ha- yeah. hadn't been prepared for them. I mean, we didn't know what time he was coming at. How could? uh, But hold on. Next thing, he travels he heads off, then he lands in France, and he has this seven-hour vision, John. And in that vision, amongst other things, Mm. Our Lady appears and says, "Well, the shit out of those Irish. They should have more respect for you."
1: Mm. What a lot of culture. But it's it's a very humanistic, and that's the point. It's always to his to his ego. Like uh, when I read in the visions, ninety percent of the visions are, are self-adulation. Yeah. Like they're always complimenting him. No, it's always complimenting how good he is, and like it's just to to be that good is not human. Do, yeah. do you understand what I mean? It's very humanistic way. Of even at
0: even when he's a sinner, you know, poor sinner. It's not like you're going to go to hell. That was you and me. You're going to go to hell. But no, our lady would say. Oh my poor beloved, you know, son, you're a poor sinner, but you're humble, aren't you? Do you know? Um, and I know I'm, I'm putting sound, effects yeah, but sound the effects se- there. But what he was doing there was you say, and it doesn't matter. You're humble. You go to confession, and that was in Palm They Used the confession as a way of getting out
1: of things. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, there was another. Just going back to the Pacific uh, visions there. There was always this prophecy that Pope Paul the Sixth was going to come to Palmar, and this was pushed through at the very early visions that Pope Paul the Sixth is going to come to Palmar. Uh, we're going to free the Pope from the Freemason, uh, Freemasons in, in Rome. Um, he's going to arrive in Palmar, and he's going to show the world that the, the Church has translated the sea of the Church has translated from Rome to El Palmar Detroit Yeah, exactly. And then on with with, with, with time. Um, he hit, he went many a vision or many many pilgrimages or whatever he did many many travels to Rome and he tried to talk with the delegates and he wasn't getting really good receptions from by, by most of them yeah um, they were kind of just like fogging him off and uh, he won at one stage he ran through the Basilica of Saint Peter in Rome screaming his head off so he uh, so he says so 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 the vision says yeah so he was screaming at, at the top long and uh, he was making a commotion more or less probably drunk, um, probably drunk John. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. as you say, there was a lot of debauchery going on, and I, I like to just say make that aware for the, to the listeners as well. When I first left Palmar, I rang separate people, so I didn't know Robert from Adam, and I didn't know any of the people that left, really, because they were priests, and at that time we weren't allowed to talk to each other. Um, I rang people individually. Now, people that don't talk to each other, people that are not connected, even people that are not connected with Palmar, and they all say the same thing about Clemente and his uh like for the drink and his debauchery and his OTTness no yeah Um, so that's just to clarify that so he
0: when he was attacked in Alba de Tormes where St. Teresa's relics are he was drunk Mm. roaring and shouting and I know I have an eyewitness there in Montserrat in Barcelona he he had I think it was 20 martinis hmm when He went into that church, he was locked, and someone said mm. to him, it's, a, it's a tourist attraction. Montserrat's a lovely place. And one of the the, bishop, yeah. the fellow who was beside him, told me, I said to him, They're very indecently dressed here. And he said, What? I'm gonna tell these people now. And he stood up there, he started roaring and shouting. He was asked to leave, mm. he was thrown out about the tourists. He, he was drunk, John. Drunk, yeah. Back, going back to those apparitions about um, Paul VI. That became, as you said, first of all it was, Paul VI is going to come to Palmar and reign here. Okay, so church was actually moving to Palmar. Then it was, Paul VI is here in in, uh, location. location, Yeah, yeah, yeah. By location, yeah. By location. Then it was, maybe he won't come. Then it was, Mm. we'd have to go and um, release him and bring him to Palmar. Yeah. And then it was was going to rule in spirit. And then it was, no, it was Clement. It was going to rule. It was, yeah. And these are all, see, the thing is, these are all apparitions. This isn't somebody just telling you about it.
1: These are all visions that they had. Yeah, but that's what I was saying about him running through the Basilica of of St. Peter in in Rome. People weren't taking them as as seriously as he thought, as he thought they would have. Yeah. And he was getting, he he was obviously getting to a point where he was realising this is not going to happen. I'm not going to be able to convince um, the yeah. Pope uh, that Rome is, is corrupt uh, at the time Pope Paul VI. And now the visions start changing to adapt to, to to the new way, you know, to yeah. now yeah. they have to come up with new reasons why why Pope Paul VI didn't make it yeah. to Palmar. Another vision
0: just about, not pope, about Popes, okay, so after Paul VI, it was John Paul I. No, do you remember him? He only he only lasted 33 days or something like that. Do you remember him? Heard of him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he was JP1. he was a, he was a, he was, a, he was the, the archbishop, I think the archbishop of the cardinal of I can be corrected on this one now. I think it's Venice. Hmm. Now before Clemente became even a priest, him and Manolo vi- went went to Venice and visited John Paul I. Okay, yeah. and gave him our lady's messages. And John Paul mm-hmm. said, Oh, they're, they're lovely messages, you know, we're very devoted to our lady, blah, blah, blah. And clearly mm. afterwards has an apparition saying, This blessed, you know, bishop is so good, you know, so this, that. that. But then when John Paul IV was elected Pope, he was called the precursor of the Antichrist in a vision.
1: Yeah, the inconsistency all over the place.
0: Okay, she's. Re- mm. This lady that Clemente saw was very odd, to say the least. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they I know it is. people to listen to and make their own decisions on these apparitions. Because if the apparitions aren't true, there's no papacy, there's no priesthood. Forget about it. Yeah. Go back to where you should be.
1: Yeah. yeah. And just to, show, just to show how the vision's then accelerated. Um. Uh, obviously, Pope politics wasn't going to come to Palmyra because it's like it's just ridiculous to even think <laughs> about. Like a pope is going to give up his seat in the throne yeah. of of, of St. Peter that's thousands of years in a certain place and and all and the, the promises says that the, the gates of hell the gates of hell shall not prevail against her yeah. and and all these 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 uh, doctrinal um uh you know the doctrines from 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 the traditional times from from past times no? Uh, Clemente, Clemente decides that this is not going to happen so then obviously comes a, another vision and this vision was on the 3rd of September in 1978 and it says the Pope would flee and come to Spain it was prophesized. and then the, it goes on to say that by his debt by his accelerated debt at the hands of Freemasons that the prophecy has come true that he has now the see of, of, of uh, Peter has now transferred through Clemente to El Palmar de Troyes yeah and it's just like you have to believe this sort of stuff. And I used to remember Hines saying a specific things. I used to ask about this when I was younger, and he would say to me, or or, or Peter the Second, Manolo, he would say to me, "Oh yeah, but the apostles went through so much more than we did. You know, they they they, you know, they were attacked and they were vilified." Yeah, and okay. um, I said, "But." But they could talk to the world. Yeah. We can't talk to our fellow human beings. We can't even give money at that time to beggars on the street who weren't dressed mm-hmm. properly. I says, at that time, if you're going to say the logic of it, no, if you're going to say people had visions and people had, they had Jesus in front of them and uh, wine into water. Yeah. Right. So I'm walking on water. or sorry, Yeah. Walking on water as well so and they're saying to us at that time that's how, how weak the arguments were and I accepted that as a kid because I was a kid no, but th- how weak the arguments were um, to, to try and say that Pamar is is sure. you know we shouldn't be complaining you know well listen um, you're talking about the apostles I mean these are all these
0: are people who you know according to history were martyrs they're all killed, mm. you know crucified upside down whatever um, now if Clemente was well, supposed to be the second peter Okay, elected by mm. place directly. Why didn't he propagate the faith? Why didn't he exactly? You know, and then let me finish here. Why didn't he tell his missionary bishops to propagate the faith? I knew mm. one missionary, okay? I'm not going to mention him, and um, he's still in Palmyra and he was in a certain city and he used to go to that city. you know he's, he's, he'd be there for you know a month at a time. He was there for mm. nine years before he went outside the front door. Yeah. All he did was say mass for the faithful. He didn't propagate the faith.
1: Yeah. He didn't um, Yeah, they were very, very anti-apostolate. Huh? They were very anti-apostolate. Like, they were very anti- telling other people about Palmyra, no? The way they said it, the excuse was should nobody was the world. What if it's the truth that doesn't matter? The world is corrupt. Um, yeah, the logic—it's just the logic again. It's just because they couldn't take criticism. The present pope—I can vouch for that. The present pope and Palmar when I took mm. over
0: his place, he hadn't been doing much. I know that for a fact. Because uh, mm. they got into a comfort zone, you see. Because uh, mm. if you're going to propagate something that goes against everybody else, you have to have a hard neck, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> people are going to yeah. laugh in your face.
1: Yeah, well, I remember him and his brother Marcus there, uh, Father father, father Marcus, so I don't believe they're priests now, so, or bishops, so I have a hard time saying father to these yeah. people, right? So Marcus, his brother, and he was LSAO at the time. And they were both brothers in the church, and they did nothing but complain of how hard their life was when there was children and, and men being put in front of courts in, in certain lands, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially here in Liechtenstein, there was people being brought in front of courts uh, because of the rules of Palmar. yeah, and these guys were going around complaining that their life was was terrible. They were having one-hour masses, and that was about the size of it. A pair of crybabies, if you ask me. You know, it's just it's just it really shows goes to show you how out of touch with reality these people were. They yeah. they said they had it harder than the people that were outside at that time. At the beginning, it was that way that the priests, yeah. but at a certain time, it, it changed sides where the faithful were having a lot harder with the, the yeah. two hundred to three hundred plus rules. You know, of course. What I mean, I mean anyway. Just, yeah, come back to the you know the apparitions and people
0: listen to us about it, Yeah, you, you need to keep this in mind. People need to keep this in mind. If these apparitions were false, if Clemente's apparitions were false, I'm not going to judge anybody else. I don't know about anybody else. I don't know yeah. the division. I know Clemente. I know he lied. Yeah. I know he lied on more than one occasion. I know he lied hmm. about very serious issues, and I know he lied about very trivial issues. If his apparition and, and, and I'm talking about he lied about having visions about these things, if yeah. he was lying consistently, well, then there's no reason to believe him. If yeah. he's not the Pope, well, then there's no priesthood there. There's no Palmar. Mm. So, so yeah, Eliseo was never a priest.
1: Yeah. But that's the point. And like to your generation, to my generation, there's a bit of a gap. Yeah. So I'm about half, roughly about half your age, you know? Yeah. And so our generation have it, there's a big gap. And in your generation, there was this, this fixation on divisions, right? Yeah. Over time, that progressed away from, uh, from divisions. And the Pope was the. The bee's knees, like yeah. everything that the Pope said, hanging every word, it didn't really matter what the visions were. I know for a fact in my generation, a lot of young people didn't even read them. Yeah, they weren't interested. No, it wasn't very spiritual. And that's what I was saying in the lab podcast. I'm not that spiritual in the old, olden sense of the word. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, join your hands and, yeah. and kneeling there with your, your head bent. We weren't like that, we were more like, um. Uh, a material kind of uh, loyalty that was our spirituality you know you were militarized exactly yeah. and just
0: let me say uh, everything, everything was back and white. people listening to this podcast the Palmarian Bible is all based on visions the Palmarian doctrine is all based on visions there isn't a mm. book in Palmar unless they have new books that's not based on, on Clemente's visions and all, all yeah. the Lord did was to run with that no, what did was to impose it and impose it more, and now we have this chap who doesn't know where he's, where he's coming or going. To be honest with
1: you, yeah, oh, that's what I was saying. If we get back to the to the actual visions, there was another vision there that that, that used to annoy, annoy, annoy me. Um, I found it odd when I was a, when I was a child. Um, that was with the the breastfeeding of uh, mm-hmm. Clemente claimed that he was was breastfed by the Virgin Mary, and I don't as a Catholic, I I just even even repeating that. Sounds odd to me, you know. It's just like what, you know? Unheard of, John. Unheard of. Um. So if if you really think about it and, and, and boil that down to what it is, where who usually breastfeeds from the tit of a mother? It's the son, no? Yeah. So Clemente in that moment is actually putting himself on par with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's what really got me with that. It's just like, wow, what, what, what? Like, I mean, that's totally not Catholic. <laughs> And then alarm bells go off, John.
0: Okay, because this wasn't on one occasion. This was seven or eight occasions. I wrote, I wrote a short article about five years ago about this specifically, and um, I must publish it again on the on the Facebook page. And um, mm. it wasn't once. I think it was seven or eight times he had it. Okay. Now, first thing, if we know he's a lawyer, well, there you go. That's another lie. Okay. But then you talk about the mental health issues of this fella.
1: Mm.
0: I mean, keep in mind. I don't know if people know this. I know for, for seven years on the trot, seven years in a row, Clemente did not say mass except, and I said this last week, and I'll say it again except at Christmas in Palmar, Easter week in Palmar, 16th of July in Palmar, and the 12th of October. Seven years. Yeah. Nobody knew about that. I mean, he, he even hid it from us. Yeah. I just happened to know his secretary very well, and he told me.
1: Yeah. No, but so, that's, that's just goes to show you the hypocrisy again. It's always back down to this hypocrisy. What I'm trying like, to get
0: at here, John, is you know another point to keep keep in mind is the mental health of this man. What was he doing all day long in his room?
1: Uh, You're depressed. He was drinking. Manic depression. Yep. Yeah.
0: He was drinking. He was going out. On, you know, going out on the roads with the with the lads and uh, mm. that's we should do a podcast just just on his drinking habits
1: i mean that's incredible. yeah we will do eventually we'll just focus in on clemente on clemente as a person no but uh, just, uh, i just on that t- subject you told me once the off air there that uh clemente um and it actually says it in the visions because i looked it up after as well that he he didn't want to be uh, he had a depression or he was he was he was feeling weak in the fate and uh that's what the vision said. It was uh, being a bit weak in the faith. But on the other uh, flip side of it, 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 people that lived with him were saying that um, he, he wanted to give up being Pope in the 80s, right? Yeah, a couple of times. It's a bit odd when you have the stigmata. You ran on your knees, supposedly, which nobody ever saw uh, that I knew. Um, that, you know, all these things, 15 litres of blood, which nobody was there to... to you know, prove, prove yeah. all these things were happening. You had the whole celestial court of heaven appearing to you, and you just want to pack it in. Yeah, throw
0: it all in. I mean, and that that it,
1: in itself to me fact, is 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 I
0: about the mental health of this chap. You know what I mean? He wasn't. I mean, he had a lot of qualities, and you know, somebody can have a mental health issue and so still be have massive, brilliant qualities. Uh, mm. But he was—he was, he was manic depressive. He was paranoid. I mean, he used to, I mean uh, apart from seeing saints on the corridor, I mean, he used to think those people, the devil was behind them when they push him down the stairs. He slipped down the stairs once. I don't know what people yeah. are, houses look like in, in, in Seville, in the center of Seville. Corridors, small corridors and small staircases. Okay, very yeah. old houses. Luxury, but old. He fell down the stairs once and broke his shoulder blade. He said that the devil pushed him. Uh. if we're doubting some of his visions, why not doubt this one? Um, yeah. He was drunk. Maybe he slipped. took a, wrong, a man was blind. Took a wrong turn. Very easy to take
1: a wrong turn and um, But no, it wasn't that. Straight away is the devil. It's, the devil. No. it's very opportunistic. I know you and a lot of people do think he had mental health issues. Um, but I don't really remember Clemente. I remember his presence, obviously. And I, he had a big influence, obviously, in the church. But I was very young when he died, still in two thousand and five. But not young enough that I can't remember him. I do remember his presence, but I was more in 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 I knew Pope Peter II more so, and Sines afterwards. No, yeah. um. But what I noticed was that uh, Clemente and and Manola were extremely uh, Franco orientated. Like, oh, it's Franco, Francisco Franco, Francisco Franco. I, just, I didn't even know who the dude was until like, I mean, I had to look it up and yeah. and read it in the in the visions, because that's all most of the books were allowed to read, right? Um, but it was always gone about Francisco Franco. And I think that because they were both rejected, as we said in the last podcast from from seminaries, and they were they had a gripe against Rome at that time, and they were totally, I believe, brainwashing the ideology of fascism, that they didn't care what means they used. Um, to, in order to achieve their goals of, of revitalizing uh, the fascis- uh, fascism of the era. No? That's my opinion. Well, I mean, if there's any
0: Spanish listeners listening to us here, you know, from Spain and, and, and you know, studied the, the Franco time, um, they know that this, this, you know, there's still the remnants of Franco in Spain, you know. It mm. hasn't disappeared. Um, yeah. There's still extremists out there. Um, and remember that Clemente also had a, he, did a, he, pre- he preached a lot from Palmer and um, he preached that we should all contact Blas Piñar, who was the leader of the new, nas- basically the new national front in Spain. Okay. Mm. He had been, he had been um, a minister in the, in the time of Franco and he was the only one who kept up the Franco ideas, you know, uh, fanatically. And he wanted all yeah. Palmarians to write to him and say, let's join up. Okay. So he wanted us to, join, to join basically, you know, a far right group in Spain who had just, I mean, Spain only changed its democracy in 78. Yeah, somewhere
1: around there. Yeah. It's democracy. Yeah, around it.
0: think about. It. Um, yeah, yeah. And he wanted us to join this group and write to him, write to Blas Piñar. You know, support us. So, no, you know, this is what he wanted. As you said, they were
1: fanatics about. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, just bringing it back, there was one other uh, Pacific vision that I wanted to uh, talk about there as well. On the 19th of June 1978, our most holy Virgin Mary appears to Clemente again, and she's talked about the stigmata. And if nobody uh, is aware of that, Clemente claimed to have the stigmata of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the wounds of Christ on the cross, basically. And um, it says in this, in this particular vision, and I found it surprising when I was younger as well. And it just I'll just quoting the vision there quickly. And don't be surprised by this dart which you received in your side a little lower down than the habitual wound of Christ. Since precisely in this place where it is now, it hurts you more so that you suffer a little more. <laughs> so basically with, with, within that vision right? So Our Lady is saying about the the, the the side wound of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross for the Lance of Longinus, no? But that wound, uh, Clemente has it worse than Jesus and that's why it's in the, in the wrong place on the body because in that place in the body it causes more pain. Now, Clemente is claiming through this vision that he has suffered in that moment with that particular wound more than Jesus Christ himself on the cross. Yeah. If that's not heresy, if that's not heresy of the highest order, yeah, and what is that?
0: And if not that, if that's not a, a terrible lie and to use our lady to do that,
1: what what's that? <laughs> like you have to be. And that's why my, my my tendency leans towards ideologues and not religious people. I don't I'm not sure if they even really believed in the religious side of things and just saw it as a as a way of power, no?
0: No, well I think they were scam artists. Uh, that's it.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Me too. If you want like, to add
0: on to that, John, you can add on to it and I've no problem. But I think
1: I look at these two people as scam artists from day number one, you know. Yeah, for me, for me as a as a as a human being that, that has given as that has been given if if from a Catholic point of view, people believe in God given intelligence, yeah. right? Um so if, if you're not able to use your God given intelligence, then you're you're in it, you're in a cult, yeah. let's be honest. Like your your if your free will is not you're not you're not able to exercise your own free will to even cast judgment on 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 visions like that, then you're not in a in a in a healthy environment. Let's be honest.
0: And look, the people listening to this, whether you're an ex-Palmarian, whether you're a Palmarian, whether you're a future Palmarian, whether you're just a curious, I mean, Palmar is not the only cult sect going around. I mean, if you if you read them, you'll see the very same things. There's a leader. Though for something, it could be women, it could be sex, it could be money, it could be power. But at the end of the day, there's this mental health problem. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not excusing anybody here, John. I'm just trying to explain mm. it to people that nothing to yeah. do with God. You know, people, people mm. say, you know, you've left the church behind. No, 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 not at all. This, this, has nothing yeah. to do with God. This has to do with. Two mm. and, the, and the Spanish called them scam artists. Two
1: scam artists with yeah. And it goes to show you even their personalities. And I remember when I was when I was growing up through Pope Peter uh, the Second, Manolo um, Isidore, He was a priest, Isidor Manolo, as a as a lay person, and Pope Peter as a pope. Yeah. You know, he said that um anytime you talked about a different age, you talked about UFOs. I don't know. So I had a random conversation about UFOs or you talked about uh, other apparitions, maybe, or somebody else claimed to have a vision. He would laugh. Yeah. Almost sarcastically at how could anybody believe that, you know, people are having visions outside. But he he forced us and tried to force us to believe that not only does Clemente have visions, that the Pope and everything else came to Palmar, right? That the Antichrist was born in 2012. Yeah and it would be publicly demonstrated throughout the world through the uh, uh, through the media, which was later changed, by the way, through the media, and that Antichrist uh, would make a public appearance at the, tw- at the age of 12 years of age, and that he was born in the year 2000. I mean, that's another one, a big thing in Palmyra, where they tried to shove under the carpet because it just didn't happen. It was just a lot of yeah. bollocks, sorry for the language, but it's just a lot of arse, to be honest, you know? But John, there's two things about are One is... Um on that documentary and
0: I'd recommend anybody to that can get a documentary from movie star about Palmar. <clears throat> it's very good, a lot of information, probably the best I've ever seen to date. Well, mm. yeah, yeah, I'd say that. Um but there's this there's, there's a video of Isidore walking out of the main door in one of the one of the one of the processions in Palmer, and he's laughing. Yeah laughing mm. and I was looking at him and for years I've been studying I mean I'm 20 years studying Palmar in detail mm. I mean I was I, I'm not mm. going to press myself here but I'm one of, the, one of the only people who really from years like before you came around and other people who studied this and tried to make people aware of it and I could never understand yeah. Manolo I could never understand Isidore mm. I could understand Clemente could see that but when I saw him laugh and I said that's it he wanted this for himself. He has been trying to, just to you know, make a laugh of the Roman Church, do his own thing, yeah. and fuck news. Mm-hmm.
1: But that's the feeling I got of him as well. Very sarcastic, yeah. very, you know, trying to make a sense out of nonsensical things. Like, I mean, you have to believe in, in in the planet of of Lucifer and the planet of Mary and UFOs and and everything else that they were preaching in their doctrine. Which I have visions that w- were claiming about UFOs. Back in the day, um, well, you know they, they expected us to believe all that, yeah. and then sarcastic laughed at anybody that had an opinion about anything yeah. else. You know, just one more thing about Manolo,
0: and then we'll go, we're got an hour and five minutes here now. So just one more thing about Manolo. Yeah, that 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 um, doctrine, that doctrine, infallible of you know the Antichrist was born on the on the year two thousand.
1: And
0: um, yeah, only a pope can speak infallibly. Mm. Now, before Palmar, the, the Catholic Church, only had, I think, two infallible doctrines. Two. I think one was the Immaculate Conception. I don't know what the second one was. I can't remember. Clemente mm. used the infallible doctrine um,
1: every five, five minutes. minutes.
0: I mean, there's thousands of them to make people believe them.
1: Mm. You have yep. to believe this. And There was... There was no ceremony in, in when he infallibly defined something, right? When the Roman Churches, cardinals are called, and there's a big because deal. It on, oh, only it's a big deal. Two, like, and people two debate occasions
0: it. in the history of the Roman Catholic Church. Two occasions. Mm. I know mm.
1: someone correct me Say maybe there's three.
0: What I'm saying is two or three. Nothing. In comparison yeah. to Clement, yeah. just t- literally thousands. Every week. Yeah, Thousands.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, just uh, before we, we move on then to the questions, and I wanted to get into just a bit of what LSL said in his uh, seventh o- apostolic letter there very quickly, briefly yeah. as well. Um, the the infallible infallibility of a pope in in Palmar was very much preached, yeah. no, and that the pope had the last say in everything. He basically didn't even need a council; he was just infallible in everything he said about doctrine. He was yeah. infallible, right? He can't yeah. And he, they said that was the traditional way that the church was, and weakness and democracy and all this that came into the Roman church that they decided, um, you know, they took the power away from the Pope. And that was what his, his yeah. excuse was, no? But Pope Paul, or Pope John the XXII, uh, opened the Vatican II Council. And that went on to his successor, Pope Paul VI, yeah. right? And Pope Paul VI in 1965, now that's the two years before the operation started, Closed the Dogmatic Council of the Vatican yeah. II. So their argument of infallibility of the Pope is null and void when they when they when they absolutely do not reject everything that the Vatican uh, II Council yeah, said. No? Exactly. Because even I just know just very quickly there, very briefly, Lefebvre on our traditional group as well, and um, they have a, as well. A, 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 different interpretations of things, a bit crazy, uh, a bit extreme for my liking, but uh, they have very crazy interpretations of religion as well. And one of them, they say that Pope uh, Paul VI was an evil pope, and that's why they can say that the Vatican II Council was uh, was uh, yeah. invalid. But in Palmar, they, they take Pope Paul VI as yeah. a saint. You know, so that's just one of the I mean, major yeah, points we, I wanted to make. We wanted, we're going to we do it.
0: a podcast as well about the different popes and different groups out there. And um, some, some believe that John, John the twenty wasn't a pope. You know that the last one was poised to twelve. Some believe that John the twenty third was the right pope.
1: To, look, it's open. For- yeah, it's a whole, a whole different avenue. We'll get down to that in another podcast. But no, presently, to be, presently, what we, we want, want to, to do be. is focus on Palmar, really. That's all we want to do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so we get on to the, the questions that uh, were asked of us in yeah, the email. there's
0: two questions that I have.
1: Have you, have, you got, have you got extra questions? Yeah, I'll ask you the question because they're directed to you. So I'll ask the questions. You can yeah. answer them there. Though. Go ahead. So one of the questions was, how come members that knew of the hypocrisy was there anyone who lived amongst them that did not know? That was in, in brackets yeah. No didn't blow it all open, mostly because they were aware that their family and loved ones were given up so much to con- constantly pray and abide by the rules. So she's basically asking, or this person is basically asking, why did people stay silent and why didn't they say the hypocrisy? Were they afraid of losing their families? Well, I,
0: or- look, I can resume that answer in probably three words. Scruples, fear, and cowardness. Okay, scruples in the sense that Scruples became a sickness in Palmer. Anybody who understands what scruples is from a mental health point of view, you now I'm talking about. Um, to believe that yeah. something is bad when it's not bad is to, to exaggerate mm-hmm. you know, certain you know, issues. Um, so there's a mm-hmm. lot of scruples. So, for example, when uh, Clemente's lower, again, I'm not talking about homosexuality here. I'm talking about his corruption, you know, his immorality. Clemente's lover was called Father Nicholas. He lived in a different convent to Clemente. When Clemente wanted Father Nicholas, he would call or he would get his secretary to call the superior of the other convent to send Nicholas to the other house. Now, Nicholas had to be accompanied, this would be three o'clock in the morning. Nicholas had to be accompanied by two other priests because he couldn't go on the street on his own. That was a rule. So, now, how many people are involved in that call? First of all, the secretary, the superior, Mm. and the other help. The two fellows who had to accompany Nicholas. Nicholas himself. The the, the Mm. doorman who opens the door in the convent. There you have six or Mm. seven people who know that night after night, and it was night after night, he was going to the Holy Fathers, the Pope's room, at 3 o'clock in the morning, and he wasn't coming out, maybe for 24 hours later. What was he doing mm. in that room? So when I'd say to people, what was mm. he doing in that room? Oh, I don't know. And i say, Gang, can you not think for yourself? No, you can't judge him either. What do you mean you can't judge him? A fella going into another fella's room and one of them is drunk. Mm. What's he going to do? And we all know that the fella going, Nicholas, had tried to rape people. Mm. So they said, no, you can't judge him. One famous guy over yeah. there? Father Oliver is one of the superiors over there. He told me you can't judge him. I said, "What do you mean you can't judge him? He's doing a knife after night. He's getting drunker, drunk."
1: Yeah, we that that guy Nicholas just to interject there quickly. Uh, that guy Nicholas. I it was a girl, a, a person in the, my generation who openly admitted to me that she was uh, sexually molested by him as a yeah. child. Um. Th- and this guy was excommunicated from the church, like kicked out for, for, for sexual impropriety, you know? And now he's back yeah. in there. And it comes in and out and in and out and in and out with his poisonous temper and the way he is. It's incredible that, 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 that that's allowed. But what I'm know?
0: saying here, I'm trying to answer that question to that person. Yeah. So how could they say it wasn't happening? Okay. The second example yeah. i give you. Clemente goes out drinking. He goes out in his car. Mm. So there's five of them in the car. At uh, one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning, we're all getting back from Pal- So we get back from Pal- Palmar. Clemente calls two busloads of priests to go out drinking with him. So that's two busloads of eight. That's 16 extra people. So a total of 20 people, and 21 including Clemente, are out drinking. And they're getting drunk. They're all seeing this. There's 20 people seeing this. And they don't do anything about it. Why not? Because they were enjoying it and afraid to do it keep in with the Holy Father and things like that um, so it's it's important to understand that you know and um, that people were afraid to do things they were enjoying it they were being corrupted and um, when people did start saying they didn't want to go then they were punished people who didn't want to go out with them were punished one way or the other um, so that's all I have for this week anyway um, remember our contact details is uh, com, and we will talk to you next week